Welcome back to another episode of Yesterday Today, presenting you the best of yesterday's radio today. I think that's usually my line. Isn't that supposed to be my line? No, no, Sydney, Sydney, what are you doing here? Oh, you can continue. Okay. Anyway, as I was saying, I'm McLean Westbrook, typically half of your hosts. The other half is uh, Jake Westbrook, and, uh, well, uh, if I'm being honest, he's not here. Not here? I'm present and accounted for. Sydney, don't you have some floors to mop? Floors to mop? We have a show to do. Sydney, this show does not include you. You're on it a lot. No, 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 like no. A... It doesn't include Sydney, but it does include Jake, who is not here today. He's running late or something, so, you know, just uh, kind of saw this as my chance. I've... You want to play Jake? Oh, I've been preparing for this role for years, just in case the meat ever arose, and who's laughing now? I am, because all of you guys thought this day would never come. Well, it's here. The lion's at the gate, McLean, and I was the only one ready for it. Sydney, Jake's Jake's not a character. He's a he's a person. He's a human being. He's he's my brother. He's a human being who's running late and not on this program at the moment. So, um, somebody has got to be Jake. No, no, Jake is Jake. You're Sydney. Uh, yesterday, today. It's a show featuring McLean and Jake. <laughs> Somebody's gotta be the Jake. So anyway, Big Shooter, what's the theme of the show today? Well, not to uh, sound a little too critical, but if you were a Jake, uh, you would know that since he usually does the planning for the for the shows. Oh yeah, what do you do around here all day? You know, I haven't quite found my niche yet. But what? Wait a second! Get out of here! You're the janitor. You're not Jake. You're not playing Jake. If I'm not Jake, what am I doing wearing his shirt? Where, where'd you get that? <laughs> I told you, a lot of meticulous planning has gone into this. Sydney, go pour some magic spill on that OJ in the break room. Anyway, uh, the theme of today's show is uh, a lazy afternoon sort of theme. You know, it's kind of a kind of a laid back sort of uh, sort of episode. Uh, what with uh, Jake not being here, but he will be here. He he tells me that he's on his way. Uh, so, uh, Sydney, you don't... Sydney, leave. Um, you keep talking about this Sydney guy. I don't, I don't see him around here anywhere. Sydney, Sydney, back away from the microphone. Who? You, Sydney. Sydney, okay, um... Anyway, I believe it's my job at this moment to, uh, cue up the music for the day. Uh, where, where do I usually keep the, uh, records that we play? Jake usually keeps them in that cupboard right there. <laughs> of course I know that, because I'm Jake. Lovable, winsome, charming Jake. <laughs> he, he has those things, right? What's our mother's first name? Ah, what, you want me to just reveal that personal information on the air? <laughs> calm down, buddy, calm down. Anyway, let's cue up the music here, folks. Uh, how do you turn this uh, Victrola thing on? Not like that. Here, just... Just let me do it, Sydney. <laughs> let me do it, Sydney. Let me do it, Sydney. No, no, don't use that needle for those records, Sydney. Jake will be very upset. <laughs> I'm not upset in the slightest.
you're getting out of living What good is what you've got if you're not having any fun Are you having any laughs? Are you getting any loving? The best of gentlemen now and then Have a little fun Why do you work and slave and save? Life is full of gifts and bugs World's just save and save And what have they got? Nuts better have a little fun You're not gonna live forever Before you're old and gray and still okay Have your little fun, son Have your little fun Next year. 
just go along. Biden, 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 my time. Are you wearing old dreams? Breaking out at the seams, they should be new. And if I got the bargain, you lucky people, you. Here's a hollyhock scent, makes a lady or gent feel well to do. And the price fits your pocket, you lucky people, you. Then here's a green velvet landscape, and to prove I'm no rogue, I'll add a smart-looking rainbow like you see pictured in vogue. I've a wonderful bar in a wraparound sky of moonlight blue, and it's yours for a love song, you lucky people, you. Makes a lady or gent feel well to do, and the price fits your pocket. You lucky people, you. Now here's a green velvet landscape, and to prove I'm no rogue, I'll add a smart-looking rainbow like you see pictured in vogue. I've a wonderful bar in a wraparound sky of moonlight blue. And it's yours for a love song, you lucky people, you. Yes, it's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How could anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night. Yes, it's a good day for shining your shoes And it's a good day for losing the blues Everything to gain and nothing to lose Cause it's a good day from morning till night I said to the sun, good morning sun Rise and shine today You know you've got to get going If you're going to make a showing And you know you've got the right away Cause it's a good day for paying your bills and it's a good day for curing your ills so take a deep breath 
and throw away your pill cause it's a good day from morning till night. It's a good day for singing a song, and it's a good day for moving along. Yes, it's a good day. How can anything go wrong? A good day from morning till night. Oh, it's a good day for shining your shoes, and it's a good day for losing those blues. Everything to gain and nothing to lose, cause it's a good day from morning till night. Yes, I said to the sun, good morning, sun, rise and shine today. You know you've got to get going if you're going to make a showing. And you know you've got the right of way, because it's a good day for paying your bills. Yes, it's a good, good day for curing your ills. So take a deep breath and throw away your pill, because it's a good day from morning till night. So good day. And good night. La da da da. Da 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 Oh, pardon me. Am I going your way? Don't I know you? I never forget a face. Weren't you at, or was it? <laughs> well, of course I remember. Wasn't it at? A uh, wait. Don't tell me. Let me guess. Boy meets girl, that's the old routine, but when it strikes home, if you know what I mean, it's part of my heavenly plan, here's how it all began. I met her on Monday, the meeting was grand, the next day was Tuesday, and I held her hand. Wednesday night, I met her dad and mother, and gave a nickel to her freckle-faced brother. Kissed her on Thursday, a quarter to ten, I met her on Friday, and kissed her again. Now, what do you think happened on Saturday night? That's right, we met the preacher. Mm, that's Monday. Now ain't you the whiz? 
The next day was Tuesday. It usually is. Wednesday night, I met her dad and mother. You gave a nickel to her freckle-faced brother. Kissed her on Thursday. A quarter to ten. I met her on Friday. You kissed her again. Now what do you think happened on Saturday night? They were married on Saturday night. Well, well, what happened to preparation for my role as Jenk, I uh, really took the job seriously. I 
I've been, I've been growing this beard to match his, uh, over the course of the last few, uh, years. Uh, I actually started it before I met you in anticipation that I would one day need to play someone named Jake who had a beard. And, uh, so I started growing this. It's going along pretty well. So far, a couple years growth on the old chin here. Sydney, I see, I see no facial hair on your chin. You know, that's what they all say until I give them the magnifying glass and they have to eat their words. Can you drop the act already? Jake is going to be here in a couple minutes. Whoa, what is this, like, physics-breaking thing? I can't be in two places at the same time, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'm here, but I'm going to be here in a couple minutes. What is this, like, weird, like, uh, tongue-twister thing you got going on? Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, welcome back to Yesterday Today. That was, uh, some music you just heard. Uh, we're... Currently dealing with a situation here where Sydney seems to be dead set on playing the character of my brother and uh, real human being, Jake Westbrook. Boy, I don't know who this Sydney guy is, but I sure hope he's doing a good job portraying me. Hey, uh, what are, what are some, uh, not that I need the uh, answer because I obviously know everything about myself, but what are some of my classic uh, catchphrases? Do I say anything like cool, like a... Uh, Yo, what's up, or, uh, social man, that kind of thing. No, there are no, there are no catchphrases. Jake isn't a character, he's a guy. Did I do that? <laughs> no. Is that, is oh, that one of them? Stop questions? that, please. Hello, ladies. You want a slice of Jake cake? That, that wouldn't have to be one of them, would it? Please, Lord, ne let, never let me hear that again, Sydney. Well, I was kind of thinking of getting that one put on a shirt, actually. I feel like it would sell pretty well. Just cut it out, Sydney. J I just got a text from Jake. He says he's on his way up. He'll be here in just a couple minutes. <laughs> there you go again. I'm here, but I'm there, but I'm on the microphone, but I'm also just coming into the room. <laughs> what? What is this nonsense you're talking? Anyway, what's the what's the what's the next show? I can introduce it. What is it? What is it? It's. J just. Hey guys, I'm sorry I'm late. <laughs> Whoa, what the, Sydney, whoa, 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 where, where'd he run off to? It's, it's been a whole ordeal this afternoon, uh, while you were gone. Don't, don't get me started, man. Yeah, well, I, I didn't mean to be so late coming in, but, uh, went to start my car this morning and, and the spark plugs were missing. That's, it's just wild. I, who, who steals your spark plugs? It's, that's weird. Your spark plugs uh, were missing. Like, someone... Someone took them out of your car, so that way you couldn't be where you needed to be today? Yeah, I'm starting to put two and two together here. McLean, if you'll introduce the next show, I'm, I'm going to go have a word with our, with our janitor friend. I think, I think he needs a talking to. Yeah. Sydney! Well, we have here an episode of the Stan Freeberg Show. Stan Freeberg was uh, known for many things. Perhaps uh, most notably was his uh, satirical takes on popular music of the 1950s and 60s. He also had a uh, prolific career as an advertising director. Uh, he made uh, commercials for products that were as uh, entertaining or funny as any like actual comedy show. Uh, but we're focusing on his 1957 radio series for CBS. Stan Freeberg actually replaced the uh, Jack Benny show after it finally went off the air. And uh, Stan Freeberg became the basically the last network radio comedian of uh, old-time radio. Uh, the, the Stan Freeberg show aired on Sunday nights, just like uh, Jack Benny, but it only lasted one season in the fall of 1957, primarily because uh, Stan Freeberg refused to be sponsored by the uh, tobacco companies that uh, backed uh, Jack Benny. 
And of course, uh, Freeberg didn't appreciate the uh, interference from the network. But I, uh, I believe that the Stan Freeberg Show is one of the uh, funniest old-time radio shows and certainly one of the uh, most unappreciated. In a lot of ways, I think his uh, material has aged pretty well, too. Uh, speaking of aging, the show uh, initially premiered on July 14th, 1957, which was 65 years ago this week. This is the sixth episode of the season, originally broadcast on August 18th, 1957. You know what that was? No. That was a theme song from I Was a Teenage Werewolf. You could have fooled me. Now, do you know what this is? No. This is the sixth show of a series of a brand new radio series. From Hollywood, we present the Stan Freeberg Show. With the music of Billy May. Songs of Peggy Taylor with Dawes Butler, June Foray, Peter Leeds, and the Judd Conlon Rhythm Airs. No use to look for us on TV, because in case you did not know, we're being brought to you on. Brought to you on. Well, this was the night we were going to bring you tap dancing around the world, but due to a jurisdictional dispute between the four stepbrothers and Mrs. Arthur Murray, uh, <laughs> it'll have to be postponed a bit. But it's great to be with you tonight. We have a... Uh, special... Pardon me, Mr. Freeberg, but my name is Tweedley. Well, we all have our problems. <laughs> I am the censor from the Citizens Radio Committee, and... Uh... I feel... You, uh, from the Citizens Radio Committee, you say? It's exactly what I said, yes. Mm-hmm. And what, I, is your, what is your purpose in being here? I must okay all the material used on your program here. And I think the best method is to just sit back here and interrupt when I feel it's necessary. You mean you plan to stop me every time I do something that you think is wrong? Exactly. I'll just sound my little horn like this. <laughs> And then you stop, and I'll tell you what's wrong. Uh, somehow I can tell this is going to be one of those days. <laughs> you just go right ahead, Mr. Freeberg. Don't mind me. Yeah. Now I'd like to sing... <laughs> you forgot to say thank you, Mr. Freeberg. Politeness is an essential in radio programming. Your program goes into the home. We must be a good influence on children. I see. Uh, well, that's a nice little horn you have there. Mm-hmm. Thanks very much, Mr. Tweedley. You're welcome, I'm sure. I'd like to sing a Old River song in honor this week of National Mississippi Riverboat Paddle Wheel Week. <laughs> Mr. May, if you please. Very polite, Mr. Freeberg. Thank you. Old Man River, that All right, Tweedley, politeness I dig, but what in the world is wrong with Old Man River? The word old has a connotation some of the more elderly people find distasteful. I would suggest you make the substitution, please. I suppose you insist? Precisely. You may continue. Okay, music. 
You forgot to say, say thank, thank you. you. Yes, okay. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Tweedley. You're quite welcome, I am sure. Elderly man, river, that elderly man, river, he must know something, but he don't say nothing. All right, hold it, fellas. Now what, Tweedley? The word something? You left off the G. But that's authentic. Something. Something. That's the way the people uh, I'm sorry. talk uh, down there. What? The home is a classroom, Mr. Freeberg. I know you said that. Keep in mind the tiny tots. <laughs> and furthermore, think back. You'll recall that you said, but he don't say nothing. Mm-hmm. That was in quotes. Now, really, Mr. Freeberg, that's a double negative. Do you mean he does say something? No, I just wasn't using my head, I guess. <laughs> I mean, after all, it should be grammatically correct, keeping in mind... mind the tiny tots, yes. You probably mean he doesn't say anything. I, I, I suppose I mean that, yes, I guess. <laughs> all right, uh, fine, you win. All right, Billy, music. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, <laughs> I'm sure. Elderly man, river, that elderly man, river, he must know something, but he doesn't say anything. He just keeps rolling, rolling, he just keeps rolling along. He don't, doesn't plant taters, potatoes, he doesn't plant cotton. And them, these, those that plant them are soon forgotten. But elderly man, river, it's just for all and alone. Excellent. Tiny tots again, was it? Exactly. Sorry about that. Here we go. <clears throat> you and I, we sweat, perspire, and strain. Bodies all and wrecked with pain. Well, we got by that one. Hold that part. Take your finger off the button, Mr. Tweedley. <laughs> we know when we're licked. Well, that concludes Elderly Man River. Now turning to uh, the uh, sports page here. Oh, yes, and thank you for being with us, Mr. Tweedley. You're welcome, I am sure. <laughs> Once more, we present Mr. Robert E. Tainter, the man who looks for the dirty linen in the history hamper. And here he is, Bob Tainter. Uh, thanks. Uh, when did you get out, Bob? This morning. Uh, I thought you were doing 30 days. I was. But I got in touch with a friend of mine in the DA's office. He's a big wheel, Stan. A big wheel. Pretty big, huh? Yes, he might do you some good sometime. Well, I don't think that's going to be necessary. <laughs> you never can tell, Stan. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did he uh, get you out? Well, uh, you know the confidential magazine trial? Mm-hmm. A lot of movie stars are suing the magazine for libel. Yeah, there's some pretty unpleasant testimony there. Yeah. 
Confidential figures on laying it on the stars, pretty good, Stan. I know. Well, when I told this wheel was, why don't I see what I can get on the folks over at Confidential? <laughs> he, uh, went for it. I think it's kind of a cute switch myself. <laughs> yeah, that's a darling idea. Uh, what item of soiled linen have you dug out of the history hamper for us tonight? Well, it's a scorcher, Stan. <laughs> I'll bet. <laughs> Did you ever hear of Giacomo Casabianca? Yeah, wasn't he on the Ed Sullivan show? No, that's another Giacomo Casabianca. The guy I'm talking about was a boy in history. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the linen stand. My good friend, Ertwing Somber, will fill you in. Wait a minute, you mean the Ertwing Somber is a good friend of yours? Oh, I got a lot on this cookie stand. <laughs> got a few minutes? I'll uh, tell No, you. no, let's just get on with it. Mr. Somber, if you please. Great moments in history... But what is the real story behind these moments? The time is August in the year of 1798. The event, the Battle of the Nile. The flagship of the fleet has blown up and caught fire. A young lad with jaws clenched stands on the bridge. <laughs> Boy, the time is now. Go stand on the burning deck. First you give me the money, then I'll stand on the burning deck. <laughs> oh, Bob Tainter, that was awful. I don't believe it. Each man has his own stool pigeon stand. Yeah, but that boy, Casabianca, was a hero. Well, so was my grandfather until he chickened out on Custer's last stand. <laughs> Let's get lost, will you, Bob? I want to introduce Peggy Taylor. Sure, Stan. No offense. Mm -hmm. Here she is, Peggy Taylor. <laughs> well, Peggy, I want the folks to know more about you, you know. Oh, well, like what, Stan? Well, you know, in interviews, it's kind of standard practice to ask about hobbies. Hobbies? Yeah, that's right. Well, see, when I was a little girl, I raised rabbits. You mean you had the rabbits and they raised themselves? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> More to the point. Pardon, yeah. Pardon me, Miss Taylor. Oh, yes, Mr. Taylor. Where did you get the rabbits? Well, they were given to me. It could be the old payola, you know, Stan. Oh, stop it, will well, you? My father gave them to me. There. Now you're satisfied? Sure, Stan. Maybe she had something on her father. <laughs> oh, just quit it, will you? Peggy wants to sing. Yeah. My friend at the DA's office will be glad to hear that. <laughs> so will a lot of people. Sing, will you please, Peggy? Rockabye, your baby with a Dixie melody. When you croon, croon a tune. 
from the heart of Dixie Hang that cradle, mammy mine On that Mason-Dixon line And sing out from Virginia To Tennessee with all the love that's in ya Weep no more, my lady Sing that song again to me So soft and low Just as though you had me on your knee A million baby kisses I'll deliver The minute that you sing that Swanee River Rockabye, your rockabye baby With a Dixie melody Rockabye, your baby With a Dixie melody When you croon, croon a tune From the heart of Dixie Hang that cradle, mammy mine On that Mason-Dixon line And sing out from Virginia Tennessee with all the love that's in ya Weep no more, my lady Sing that song against me So soft and low Just as though you had me on your knee A million baby kisses I'll deliver The minute that you sing that funny river Rock-a-bye, your rock-a-bye, baby, with a Dixie melody. Good evening. Our panel of experts are with us once again tonight. Mr. G.L. Spoon, Miss Edna St. Louis, Missouri, <laughs> and Dr. Linus Quartz. I'm your moderator, Fulbrook Mason. Now, to meet the panelists, first of all, Dr. Quartz, I believe you received your doctor's degree at MIT. Uh, what was your field? <clears throat> I received my doctor's degree in Little Orphan Annie. <laughs> that was my major. Uh, my minor was Little Abner. Next, Miss Edna St. Louis, Missouri, who received her master's degree in Tarzan. Yes, the uh, subject of my thesis for my master's degree was Tarzan and the Apes and his uh, influence on the 20th century culture. Mm, all right. <laughs> <laughs> now, our third panelist, G.L. Spoon, a roving reporter. And you covered the comic strips, didn't you? Uh, that's right. The funnies are my beat, yeah. And what school did you attend? Well, uh, I didn't attend any school as such. Uh, let's just say I'm from the school of hard knocks. That's not original, but it's very apt. I, I see. I uh, may not have any doctor's degrees like some other people around here, but uh, I'll go on the $64,000 question anytime with my subject. And that is? Dick Tracy. <laughs> I don't see any reason to go around here with a chip on your shoulder, Mr. Spoon. Look, I haven't got any chip on my yeah, shoulder. You have a chip on your shoulder. It's I do obvious. Not, I do not have a chip on my shoulder, Dr. Coyd. I don't have to go to college to learn about Dick Tracy. Uh, gentlemen, gentlemen, gentlemen if you sure. have anything to say, <laughs> please, please raise your hand. Please raise your hand. Now the... then, the first question today is sent in by a listener is... Uh, 
Why doesn't Tarzan do as much swinging as he used to? <laughs> Dr. Coit? Too old for it. Oh, no. no. Wait a minute, Doctor. Tarzan's my subject. Furthermore, he's not too old. It's man just... is too old. No, man. no, no. It's, it's just that his vines aren't so good as they used to be. <laughs> Actually, I think we can dispense with that vine stuff, Miss Missouri. We all know that he uses ropes. Oh, wait a minute. He doesn't use ropes? I guess I ought to know. Wait. Tarzan uses real genuine ropes. See? I, I mean, he uses vines. Well, look, so uh, vines, vines are ropes. The fact is, a 72-year-old man is not going to go <laughs> swinging across the ravine. Oh, 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 sweetheart, you don't know. Oh, I know I don't think little orphan Annie will ever see 45 again again. Just a moment. Wait, wait. Now, she's getting a little senile. I mean, I noticed that in her dialogue balloon. A little senile, eh? Well, I I think the way she's handling those criminals in the canyon there doesn't look like the work of an old lady, does it? All right, now, let's... let's, I don't think an old lady... uh, uh, We get on to the next... Whip those criminals. she's a nice old lady. Could we please... Have anything... The girl is eight years old. I know. We get on to the next question. I think we have completed that question. She dyes her hair. She got a red wig. She dyes her hair. Oh, you're a real card tonight, aren't you? Yes, you know. That one. Mr. Spoon, did you have your hand up? I certainly did. In fact, it went to sleep. Oh. We're going to talk about criminals here. I think we should leave that to the Dick Tracy experts. Oh, that's it. That's a wonderful idea. All right, now here's our next question. Is Morin Plenty really guilty of the triple murder? Now we're getting somewhere. Never mind that. It's thing... dull stuff. Dull. What do you mean, dull? dull. <laughs> Not dull. dull. Let's talk about some of the orphan Annie characters. Punjab, for instance. Now there's a man. Oh, Punjab. Punjab. It sounds what like a misprint. That Punjab. Could he drop a leopard with a four-inch letter opener? Listen, he just dropped his cloak to... over the leopard. Wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute, oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. I got my hand up. I got my... One, one at a time. Uh, uh, Look, I was... You got your hand up, boy. All right, I... Get on, get on. Listen, your hand's still asleep. Yeah, let me talk. I'll have to learn the language. Listen. I was under the impression we were talking about Dick Tracy. That's that's correct. Are we going to play the game? Yeah. If Dick Tracy is such a world beater, how come he let Morin Plenty's sister-in-law put a 38 caliber bullet in his thumb? Yeah, how about now, how that? how come that? It was a 22 short, and it was just a flesh wound. It didn't actually enter the skull. Uh, oh, yeah. Must have shall we, you know, we just, just a moment, shall we just stick to the it question? The man I, I, just, I just want your opinion. <laughs> that girl in this empty dress <laughs> shot him in the head, yeah, and I... I, uh, uh, I just... That, uh, ladies and gentlemen I, I, of the radio audience, these are the opinions of our panelists and <laughs> do not necessarily represent the opinions of CBS Radio and its affiliates. <laughs> now, the uh, question... <laughs> yes, well, I, uh, the question is now, is Morin Plenty guilty? Hmm? Miss Missouri? Guilty. Hmm. Dr. Coyne? Not guilty. Mr. Spoon? I can't express my opinions on this because I may be called in as an expert witness at the time of the trial. (laughs) (laughs) I I guess we we have a hung jury here tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the uh, the next question, uh, subject, uh, is wardrobe. Wardrobe. Yes, wardrobe. Does or does not often Annie have more than one red dress? <laughs> oh, Dr. Coy's hand shot up. You're first. Ah, uh, yes. The man who uh, received his doctor's degree in Little Orphan Annie. You have got to keep rubbing that in, don't you? I'm not rubbing uh, it in, sir. I'm merely stating a fact. I have a doctor's right. degree. Uh, that is uh, a Dr. fact. Dr. Coy had his yep. hand, you know, up at the All right, yeah. And when he was a little kid, he was a little fat, spoiled kid. I can tell the type. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
stand up, please? Fit to continue. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, he didn't mean that. I, may I please? Dr. I happen to know that Annie has a whole closet full of dresses. It's not the same dress. She changes them daily. Daily? Oh, please. <laughs> I can recognize the same dress day in and day out. Madam, they are different. They are different dresses. That is a fact. Take it from me. That's my subject. <laughs> she breaks them up with a nice little blue sweater and chic belt and scarf every once in a while. Well, how does she break up those chic little white cotton stockings? Wait a minute. Now, she hasn't changed those stockings in 25 years. <laughs> I, I take that as a personal affront, sir. A That's personal affront. I intended it as such. Even if it were the same pair of stockings, I think Annie would rinse them out every night. It's so like her. It's so like her. Oh, so like her. Them out. Take it from her. I well, hold it. Shoes, Listen, madam, you should look that good in white cotton stockings. <laughs> rich or unrich? Hey, uh, White, that Danny Warbucks is a pretty wealthy guy, right? <laughs> Only one of the top billionaires in the world, that's all. That's all. Well, then why doesn't he spring for a few bucks and get her a home permanent? <laughs> Really looks like a rat's nest. A rat's nest, eh? Listen, madam, I noticed the Marcel has gone out of Tarzan's hair lately. <laughs> really? Are you kidding? Uh, uh, well, he's wearing a hairpiece. Just, 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 what did what? you say? He's wearing a hairpiece. Tarzan was wearing a hairpiece. Well, I suppose that crew cut the Dick Tracy affected as a derriere cree. Oh, what? no. Oh, look at this gal. You hit a man when he's down and wounded. He's he, up. He'll, he'll probably get amnesia. No, the man's back on his feet and uh, serves him right, the big jerk. Big jerk? That goes for Tarzan, too. Oh, no. Just oh, no, listen here, Dr. Listen, White Stockings. Oh, you insulted him. No, 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 Annie. Please, 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 show Face the Funnies. Now, it's good night to Mr. G.L. Spoon. If vandals kidnap you, look for fingerprints on or about your person. That's a crime stopper. <laughs> oh, indeed it is. And Dr. Linus Coit? Yai. Arf, arf. Glorioski, it's been grand being here. <laughs> finally, Mrs. Edna St. Louis, Missouri. Me, panelist, you... Not <laughs> <laughs> And so it's good night until next week. Listen, well, madam, uh, I'd like to take a break. Break. So now for my next number. I like to uh, <laughs> sing a favorite. It's a favorite of mine, and I hope it's a favorite of yours. <laughs> it's called the Rock Island Line, and it goes like this. Now, this here's a story about the Rock Island Line. Now, the Rock Island Line, she run down into New Orleans. And just outside of New Orleans... There's pardon a big toll gate. Pardon me. Pardon and all me, the train. Pardon me. Yeah? Are you going to sing the song or read it or what? <laughs> well, I'm going to sing it, but uh, first of all, I always tell a little of the story behind the Rock Island line, so that 
sketch in a little of the background, as it were. You are going to sing it, though. Yeah, I get to it. Well, let's get to it, then, eh? Okay. And all the trains that come to the toll gate, why, they get to pay the man some money. But, of course, if you've got certain things on board, you Okay, you don't have to pay the man nothing. I mean, you're okay with him. Uh, all right, all right. Let's okay. step it right along and let's snap it up and snap it up. Okay. And just now we see a train. She's coming down the line. And she went get up to the toll gate. The driver, he shot down to the man. He's saying, I got pigs. I got horses. I got cows. Look, you I can got... skip all of that. He didn't let me name all the animals. Yes, I know, but we don't get... need he me... that. He didn't let me get to the sheep. Well, that doesn't make any difference. Well, it makes a difference to the sheep. Yes, I know, but let's I mean, get the train uh, rhythm going and never mind the sheep. Okay, half the driver, he say, I got whole livestock, I got whole livestock, I got whole livestock. And the man said, well, you're okay, boy. You don't owe me nothing. Go I didn't mention the sheep. <laughs> I know, but let's skip the recitation. Well, I come to the best... Uh, let's get to the meat of... Yeah, I come to the best part now. I come to the part where the driver foo him. <laughs> he foo him? Yeah, he say, I fooled you. I fooled you. Look, let's just sing the song. Well, right? I think you ought to let me tell how he fooled the toll gate driver well, with, the, with the pig the iron. I mean, will you just sing the well, song? Well, that's a payoff to the routine, you know. I mean, I get big reaction to it in clubs. Yeah, will you just sing the song, please? Well, okay. A lot of, a lot of people waiting to see how the story... Will you just sing the song? Come out, you know. Will you just sing the well, song? Well, okay, you can disappoint him, that's all. I'll take the chance. Okay. On a rock on in line, here's the mighty good road. On a rock on, you sure you don't want the pig iron part? <laughs> okay. The line, here's the line to ride. On a rock on in line, here's the mighty good road. Well, it was right, I got right, I might be fine to get the chick of that sake. On a rock on in line. Mumbles, mumbles, mumbles. What's this? Get your chickens at the station? Oh, get your ticket. Get your ticket at the station. Oh, get your ticket at the station. <laughs> <laughs> Try not to interrupt me, will you? Hey, B, C, W, X, Y, C. The cat's in the carbon body. Don't fool me. Hey, no, wait, wait a minute. Wait, oh, hey, wait, wait, just, just a minute. Here's a good... Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Line. The A. <laughs> the A, B, C, W, X, Y, Z yeah. with the cats in the cupboard? Yeah. I, I don't know. What has the A, B, C got to do with the cats in the cupboard? Well, it's got nothing to do with it. I don't know. I know, but is it a, is it a social significance of some kind? No, no. It's just, no, it's just a traditional... Lyric? I don't know. <laughs> it's, 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 a, it's a traditional it's a lyric. lyric. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you very much, and that'll be fine. I got one more chorus. One more chorus. On a rockin' in line, here's the mighty good road. On a rockin' in line, it is a road to ride. On a rockin' in line, here's the mighty good road. Well, if you want to ride, I got to ride. I like to find, I got to take a dance and on a rockin' in line. Is that it? That's the end? Yeah, I... I, I I just hope it sells without the pig iron part, that's oh, all. You're, you're going to forget about the pig iron Well, I'm just trying to sketch in a little of the background. You know. Yes, I know. Sketch in a little of the background. You're going you're gonna to release the record? No, I don't think so. 
Thank you very much. Uh, also, that's uh, part of my latest Capitol album entitled A Child's Garden of Freeburg. Capitol album number X144250. Well, I'd like to tell you about next week's show, but the entire script blew out of my producer's car and he was arrested as a litter bug. <laughs> so, uh... As soon as he gets up bail, why, I'll let you know. <laughs> I hope you'll be with us next week. Meanwhile, this is Stan Freeberg saying thanks for being with us, God bless you, and good night. Freeberg show is produced in Hollywood by Pete Barnum and is written by Stan Freeberg, Pete Barnum, and Dawes Butler. Featuring the music of Billy May, Chuck Conlon for the mayor, the songs of Peggy Taylor, the Dawes Butler, Peter Lee, and June Perret. Bud Stewart speaking. Listen, Sydney, you have to promise us that you're never going to try and take over the role of, quote, Jake again. And I'm not a role, I'm a person. No, no, you guys don't understand. I'm the real Jake. He's just Sydney pretending to be Jake. Sydney, why are you like this? I don't understand. You mean, Jake, why are you like this? Jake! Sydney, nobody's buying that. Sydney, you're trying to tell Jake that Jake is Sydney. Well, Sydney ought to know who he is, shouldn't he? What's the disconnect here? What am I not getting? And that's another thing. Why are you wearing my shirt? Where did you even get my shirt? I'm wearing my own shirt that I procured from my own house when I when I inadvertently left the back door unlocked. Uh-huh. And if I search your pockets right now, would I find my spark plugs in your pockets? No, you would find my spark plugs in my pockets. So you took the you took your own spark plugs out of your car so you couldn't Since when is that a crime? Sydney, what's the what's the problem here? Did you just want to be on the show more? What's going on? Oh, does somebody named Sydney just walk into the room, or are you talking to uh, Sydney here? Listen, Sydney, we need to stop pretending to be Jake. You're not Jake, you're Sydney. It's really Sydney. weird that you're looking at me, but talking to him. No, no, he's Jake, you're Sydney, Sydney. <laughs> you're doing it that's, again, you're doing it that's again. Jake. Did you see that? He's doing it again. Sydney, why don't you run along home and, I don't know, take a nap or something? This this seems like it's the kind of urge that'll, that'll wear off by morning. At first I thought you were just trying to be annoying. Now I'm getting concerned. What's that supposed to mean? Anyway, folks, if you want to hear more Yesterday Today, go over to KISU.org or wherever you get your fine podcast. Music heard in today's episode included Are You Having Any Fun by Tommy Dorsey, Biden My Time by The Foursome, You Lucky People You by Bing Crosby, It's a Good Day by Phil Harris, I Met Her on Monday by Freddie Martin, The Fuddy Duddy Watchmaker by Kay Kaiser, and Hey Mabel by the King's Men. Sorry I couldn't be here for the whole episode this time, but I'll try to be more punctual next week and spare us from from this. Please, please do. Anything is better than this. Hey, you're sitting in my chair. This is my chair, Sydney, and my microphone in our studio space in which you work as a janitor. You're, you're telling me that 
You want me to play the role of a guy named Sydney who's a janitor? Yes, yes, Jake. Play Sydney. He's a janitor. He's a bit of an eccentric lad. He's uh he's got his quirks to him, but I think you could I think you could nail this role. Mm, that sounds like a tall order. Tell me more about this, Sydney. He sounds fascinating. Yeah, well, you know, lives in a tree, uh, raises breeds of insects, likes making tea. Down, so here is what they say. And that's all. 